We're going to turn to the scriptures. Drawing your attention to three scripture portions. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Followed by Luke chapter 4, 18 and 19. I'm going to read it out. Acts 10, 38. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Reading from Luke 4, 18 and 19, which is a quotation from Isaiah that the Lord himself reads. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. That the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. And that time of the Lord's favor has come. Praise God. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives. Release your anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of God's word effective and fruitful every resistance to the preaching of God's word we bind them in the name of Jesus they overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony so we overcome every resistance every critical spirit be stilled and Christ be exalted in the house in Jesus name we pray and everybody said amen praise God hallelujah thank you Jesus it's a blessing to be in God's presence this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We draw your attention to God's word. And the title for today's message is Anointed for an Assignment. Anointed for an Assignment. There are different scripture portions, both in the Old and in the New, that we can tap into to minister, but I chose this one today because it's not just going to be one part. This particular verse, the first word that we read in Acts 10.38, is Peter speaking as he's preaching God's word, and it's talking about how God anointed Jesus Christ with Holy Spirit and power. And how Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him, with him Jesus. Luke 4, 18 and 19 is a quotation from the prophet Isaiah who prophesies about Jesus. Jesus comes to the temple, he pulls a scroll, he was given a scroll and he pulls out and he reads this words. And Jesus reads about himself as it was prophesied by prophet Isaiah saying, The spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. 
Praise God. Anointed for an assignment. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We as the followers of Jesus Christ ought to know that God has a divine design concerning each and every one of us. And the mandate that God places upon our lives, God wants to equip us so that we will be able to effectively fulfill the mandate and the design that God has for us, which is very unique and custom cut for each and every one of us. The sphere of what God wants to do in and through me may vary. The sphere of impact and the sphere of influence that God wants to do through us would vary from person to person. In other words, what God intends to do in us, through us, for us, will impact people in different ways, in different times, and the number of people that it's going to impact will also differ. Based on the calling that God places upon our lives, he anoints us, in other words, equips us so that we become effective to fulfill that very mandate that God has placed upon our lives. The text that we read is talking about Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer, our Master, our role model. Even Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit to fulfill the mandate that God had placed upon his life. Mind you, Jesus is known as a Lamb of God which was slain before the foundations of the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. The birth of Jesus was not an accidental birth. It was in the divine design of God. The program that God had or the purpose that God had for his son, Jesus, praise God, was something that God had planned in eternity itself. So why of all the scriptures we touch base with the scripture that is connected to Jesus? Praise God. Simply because one, all the blessings that we appropriate in our lives is simply through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Where we are, what we are, and where we shall be is all the grace of God. Hallelujah. The grace that flows through Christ into our lives equips us to become everything that God wants us to be. Behold what manner of love the Father has lavished upon us so that we shall be called the children of God. Hallelujah. We have become God's children through what God has done for us, hallelujah, through the finished work on the cross of Calvary. Praise God, hallelujah. So Jesus stands before us as a model to be followed in every phase of our lives. Christ was anointed.
Father, he promised that he will send the Holy Spirit to us, for us. And that Holy Spirit has been sent for us. Praise God. You and I are anointed or we ought to be anointed by the Spirit of God so that we are able to fulfill the mandate that God places upon our lives. Praise the Lord. The practice or the art of anointing is as old as man itself. It starts in a plane which is very rudimentary, but it moves also you will find them in the spiritual platform. So on a rudimentary scale, the shepherds in the eastern part of the world used to anoint their sheep with oil. No wonder the psalmist David the shepherd says he anoints my head with oil. Praise the Lord. A shepherd in the east would anoint his sheep that he cared and he loved and he tended with oil. And it would be an oil with had mixtures of spice and aromatic oil he would rub into the forehead of the sheep. The reason was as the sheep went out into the wilderness into the wild to feed on the pasture and the plant the sheep would put its head and its mouth wherever the pasture was available. And obviously in the wild insects and reptiles they would try to sneak in. Insects would climb into the sheep's head and eventually into the ears, lay eggs in the ears and it would drive the sheep nuts. Praise the Lord. Or there will be small reptiles hiding in the plants and in the pasture would wait as they are ruffled as a sheep is feeding, it would strike the sheep. So what the shepherd did was, shepherd would apply this ointment with, with herbs and spices upon the forehead, which released an aroma, which released a smell, which deterred or it acted as a repellent against the attack, the bites of the, of, of the reptiles and the insects that it would, as it would feed. Praise the Lord. And it will keep the sheep from harm. It was something to protect the sheep. Likewise, every shepherd what would do is anoint the head of the sheep with oil to protect it and to keep it safe. That is what you see on a physical plane. But as you read the scripture from Genesis onwards, we see that the practice of anointing is seen among God's people also. In the Old Testament, we see that there was the Old Testament and in the New Testament, we see anointing on a physical scale. Anointing for cosmetic reasons, anointing for healing purpose, anointing for hospitality purpose, and anointing even for the purpose of giving a good, honorable, decent burial. Praise the Lord. But moving into from a spiritual to a ritualistic state, we see in the Old Testament, people and things were anointed. 
Praise the Lord. People in the Old Testament, we see the prophet, the priest, and the kings were anointed. Ritualistically, as they were anointed, they were consecrated, and they were set apart for the purpose that God had called them for. Likewise, we see even things, sacred objects or utensils and vessels that were used in the temple were anointed because it was sacred to the Lord, it was separated for the Lord. Even though they were simply vessels that was used in a ritualistic form of worship in the house of God, they were anointed with oil and separated and consecrated to the Lord. What was consecrated to the Lord was exclusive for God's use. It will not be used for anything common or mundane. What was consecrated was sacred use of God. And I want to borrow that picture into our lives. You and I are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We are sacred unto God. We have been consecrated unto God. We have been separated unto God. That which is separated unto God cannot be used for mundane common things. Praise the Lord. It cannot be used for the worldly things. You and I are the temple of the living God. The Holy Spirit dwells within you and me. And this vessel which is separated unto God cannot be indulging in worldly things and defiling by the things of the world. That which was consecrated to God, whether it was a utensil or a vessel, was reserved for God. No wonder the hand of God came upon Belshazzar. Because Belshazzar dared to take those vessels which were separated unto God and use it to have a banquet for himself. Mind you, God allowed the temple to be destroyed. God allowed as a form of judgment. Everything that was in the temple was ransacked and taken away into Babylon. And it was kept as part of the treasure. But when Belshazzar dared to take those vessels, which were separated unto God, and decided that he was going to party. And as he was partying, the Bible says, he praised the gods of silver and gold. The finger of God. God came against him. Praise the Lord. I just bring that in to make us understand the importance of that which is consecrated and sacred for God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why we consider the sanctuary as a place which is dedicated to God. The instruments here are dedicated for worship. Praise the Lord. This place is not used as a movie theater. This place is not used to come and watch NFL and NBA. Because this is separated unto God. Praise the Lord. That which is separated unto God ought to be maintained and sustained in that fashion. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. That's why we, when we dedicate the place, we dedicate in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for the use of worship and to glorify God. Praise the Lord. I say this because as we are discussing this, as we are sharing this, there are people who have asked me, why can't we come to the church? Because we have a big screen here and watch NBA or NFL finals here. And I always tell them because this place is consecrated unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is a place of worship. And everybody ought to maintain that level of sanctity. Praise the Lord. Your life and my life, the presence of God, this place, is not a place like your heart and my heart. But what is consecrated to God ought to be exclusively kept for God. Praise the Lord. Let's move on. Praise the Lord. So, what is this anointing that we are talking about? Physically speaking, anointing means to pour oil on as a sign of consecration to the work of God. Praise the Lord. As I mentioned, the Bible talks about different kinds of anointing. Anointing on a physical scale, anointing on a ritualistic scale, but there is also anointing on a spiritual scale. Spiritually speaking, oil is a symbol of Holy Ghost who, when he comes upon us, brings us the true anointing. And this spiritual anointing that is done by the Holy Spirit, it, it brings a very uniqueness to our lives. When we talk about spiritual anointing, we ought to understand how the Old Testament operated and how the New Testament operated. It's very important that we understand. In the Old Testament, as we, as we reminded, prophet, priest, and kings, or those who were consecrated for the work of God, they were anointed with oil. Objects and utensils were anointed with the purpose of setting it apart. But when it comes to the New Testament, we need to understand as God's children, we are actually anointed, literally covered and filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. What does this anointing do and what is such a big deal about anointing? Let me tell you, as God's children, when we are anointed, something very unique and special happens to us. It enables us. Anointing enables us, enriches us, equips us, hallelujah, energizes us, it empowers us. It elevates us to a different plane. Hallelujah. It allows us to excel in arenas that God has called us so that we can be effective in the calling that God has called us. Praise the Lord. In other words, the anointing of the Holy Spirit gives us the edge, the effectiveness to operate and to administer what God has called us to do. 
praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is the boost of energy. It is the propelling of the power of God. It is the well-needed, hallelujah, energy and the power that God releases upon our lives to excel in the arenas that God has called. Every one of us has a calling. And within that domain that God has called us, God wants us to excel. And the anointing of the Holy Spirit that comes upon us, it allows us to excel in those fields. That's why the anointing of the Holy Spirit is absolutely important. Because it's God's kind of ability to fulfill God's mandate for our lives. Anointing of the Holy Spirit is God's kind of ability given to us so that we can fulfill the God mandate for our lives. Hallelujah. Quite often we attempt to accomplish the purpose of God in our strength, in our wisdom, in our, our ability. It is important that we need to have wisdom, ability, and strength. Praise the Lord. We are not undermining that. But the anointing that comes about upon us, praise the Lord, it gives us the supercharge that you need. If you have a hybrid vehicle or if you have an electric vehicle, do you understand the concept of charging and supercharging? The anointing of the Holy Spirit, it supercharges you. Praise the Lord. It gives you the drive to run the race that God has called. Praise God. There are challenges that comes against our lives, against the mandate that God has placed upon our lives. When challenges comes upon our lives, God does not want us to shrink, shrug, take a back step. But the Bible says when those challenges come, we need to challenge the challenges hallelujah that's why David who was anointed said by my God I shall charge against these troops when the troops were charging against him David did not run away but he's saying by my God because I'm anointed I'm gonna charge against the troop that's charging against me praise God there is a wall that stands before me it's an intimidating wall it's an insurmountable wall the walls are looming before me and the walls are telling me you can scale these walls but David says by my God I shall scale these walls hallelujah the Bible says when David captured Zion Zion was a stronghold the Jebusites who were the original inhabitants of Jerusalem occupied this 
this, this fort or this Mount Zion. And they looked, they stood up on that mount and they looked down at the enemy. David and his men and said, the blind or the maimed, no one can touch us. We are protected. We are secure because we are in that fortress, the Mount Zion. But the Bible says, David, hallelujah, he scaled those walls. He climbed Zion and he captured Zion. Praise God. That's what anointing does. Anointing allows you to scale insurmountable walls. The obstacles that are intimidating you, they crumble before you because of the power of the Holy Spirit. No wonder God had a word for Zerubbabel. God told Zerubbabel, oh mountain who stands before Zerubbabel, who art thou? That wall will become a plain ground. Praise God. Zerubbabel had challenges before him. That stood like big mountains before him. And this is the word that God gave it to him. Praise God. Who art thou that stands before Zerubbabel? A mountain. You will become a plain ground. And he says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit anointing has been given to God's people. Not that you and I live a life of mundane, live a defeated life, but rather the power of the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit has been given to us so that we can excel in arenas that God has called you and me. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Anointing is a divine enablement that enables us to do things that we can do by ourselves. Anointing, hallelujah, causes us to accomplish our God-given dreams effectively by overcoming the obstacles and challenges that stands against us. That is the words in the Old Testament. Prophet Isaiah goes, the anointing, it obliterates the yoke. Hallelujah. Quite often, there are yokes that comes upon our life. Yoke that are placed by the powers of darkness. Yoke that we put upon ourselves. Yoke that others put upon us. Praise the Lord. The yoke that the powers of darkness put. It's a yoke of oppression. Praise God. It's a yoke that connects with sin and Satan. The yoke that others put. They look Look at you and they belittle you. They look at you and say, oh, nothing's going to come from your life. Nothing good is going to come from your life. Oh, Nazareth, what good will come out of Nazareth? If God decides he's going to put Nazareth on the sky, on the map, God will do it regardless of how and what Nazareth looks like. Praise God. Quite often people look at us and they say, hey. Nothing good's gonna come out of him. Praise God. They are right. But when anointing comes, hallelujah, 
That's why David said, even my, my father and mother forget me. My God will not forsake me. Hallelujah. His father called for God to call him from the wilderness. Praise God. But God's men waited because God said, wait, there is one coming. Hallelujah. Praise God. Anointing makes a difference. Quite often people put the yoke by belittling us. And if we are not careful, we believe what people say about us. This is what happens. Hey, you can't do it. You can't make it. You will not make it. After some time, we believe what they are saying. And what happens? That becomes a yoke that compresses us, that oppresses us, that puts us down. Because now we believe what others are saying. But when the anointing comes upon us, it breaks the yoke. Hallelujah. Praise God. Quite often we put our yoke, to the, the yoke upon ourselves by putting our neck in unwanted places and allow the yoke to rest upon our necks. But the Bible says the anointing, it breaks the yoke. Hallelujah. What is a yoke? Yoke is anything that puts you down. Praise God. Yoke is anything that keeps you down. Yoke is anything that binds you down. Yoke is anything that holds you down. Yoke is anything that drags you down. Hallelujah. Yoke is anything that confines you, that limits you, that restricts you. But this morning, I want to tell you from God's word, the Holy Spirit anointing that comes upon you will break that yoke, will break that limitation, will break that barrier and it will allow you to rise up into new realms. Hallelujah. Praise God. The world wants to confine you. The world wants to restrict you. The world wants to limit you. The world wants to drag you down. But let me tell you, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes, when that anointing comes, that thing which really binds you will be broken. Hallelujah. The chains that bind you will be broken and it will serve. It will serve to remind you and the world that God's power can obliterate any and every yoke. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, there are seven passages which talks about the anointing. Four of them is connected to Jesus and three of them is connected to us. Today we are touching about what Jesus did. Praise God. Jesus was anointed for his work. Praise God. Listen guys. Do you know why we are touching this? If Christ being the son of God. 100% God, 100% man. Divinity and humanity together. Deity and man together. He, if he had to be anointed by the Holy Spirit to fulfill his mandate. How much more you and me who are his children, who has his spirit abiding in us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't let anyone belittle you. Trust in God. God can do great things in and through your life. Hallelujah. The Bible reminds us that today we are anointed with the Holy Spirit 
because we have been called to minister for him, to serve him. Hallelujah. Anointing for us as God's children, as believers in this day and age means you and I have been set apart for a specific God-ordained purpose, a specific task, a specific call with a divine design behind it. I want to ask Paul a question before we move forward. Praise God. Have you been anointed by the Holy Spirit? Do you know what is the call that God has placed upon your life? Hallelujah. There is a special call upon each and every one of us. Every one of us are, are unique in our make, in our disposition, in our abilities, in our grace, in our calling. Every one of us are unique. Praise the Lord. And that unique task that God has for us, it can be optimized by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You and I ought to pray and ask God, Lord, reveal to me what is the purpose of my life? What is the specific call that you have placed for me? And then you align yourself to that call and ask for the anointing of the Holy Spirit and you will see that you will excel in that arena. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is a sovereign act of God. Let me repeat. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is a sovereign act of God. Hallelujah. God is the source. Jesus Christ is the means. And the Holy Spirit is the agent through which believers receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now, there is two sides for this anointing. I want you to come with me. Within a few minutes. I want to just bring this for you. I will draw a few examples. From the OT. From the Old Testament. So that we understand. The two phase of the anointing. One is. Anointing enables us. That is the first phase. It equips us. It makes us effective. It gives us the edge. So how anointing affects us. The recipient of the anointing. The recipients of the anointing is impacted by the Holy Spirit anointing upon their lives. In other words, as I said, God has a divine design for each and every one of us. So when we are anointed, we are equipped by the Holy Spirit to fulfill that call that God places upon our lives. That is how it affects me, you personally. How it gives you the boost that you need to fulfill the mandate or the call that is before us. So the first phase is how it affects me. The second phase is how it affects others. Praise the Lord. Anointing is not just simply for the recipient. The recipient benefits from anointing. No doubt about it. The recipients benefit from anointing. But it is not simply 
meant for you. Praise the Lord. This is what we have to understand. How the church is different than the world. How the church operates in a different wavelength than the world. Otherwise, what happens is the anointing that God gives us, that pours upon us, we will use it, employ it for our selfish reasons. The second phase is how it affects others. So when God anoints a person, the, the reason behind this is to elevate the recipient and make him effective in the calling that God places. The other part is how the anointing allows us to minister and serve others regardless of the domain that God has placed us in. Point that I want to bring uh, I want to draw an example. David is a good example of a man who was anointed. David was anointed by God. Praise the Lord. We see Samuel coming and anointing David. So when David is anointed, we see that it changed the very trajectory of his life. The anointing that David has was upon him was a king's anointing. When he was a nobody, when he was shrouded in obscurity, when he was forgotten by his own, God pulls him out of the wilderness, anoints him as a king over his people, and where does David go? David goes back to the wilderness. Praise God. But as he's in the wilderness, the anointing that is upon him started to make difference in his life. Praise God. What was the difference? We see that he realized that there was a power upon him that allowed him to overcome everything that came against him and everything that belonged to him. This is very important. I want you to come with me. Okay. allowed him to overcome everything that came against him and everything that belonged to him. Praise the Lord. So David narrates the story how a bear came and how he killed it. How a lion came and how he tore the lion with his bare hands because the anointing was upon him. So number one, David benefited from the anointing. Number two, Two, others benefit from the anointing. Okay, here it is. The second phase is, David is assigned a task. It is a very rudimentary task. You don't need to be a super genius to be taking care of bad, bad black sheep that was going around. But the sheep, wherever it went, he was managing those sheep. He loved those sheep. So when a lion and a bear came against the sheep, David did not turn his back against them. But the Bible says David went and he wanted to protect, it, protect the sheep. What happened? The anointing in him was activated. Praise God. Quite often we want the anointing to be displayed. Anointing is not for display purpose. But when you serve God, 
when you serve God's people, when you do what God has called you to do, regardless of what it is, one, it could be something very simple, it could be something very mundane, but when you do it, when you love God, and when you love God's people, what happens is the anointing that is upon you is activated, it is stirred, it is released so that you can overcome and protect what belongs to God. Praise God. No wonder God lifted him up from, from taking care of sheep to taking care of God's inheritance. God's people are God's inheritance. It might be Tom, Joe, Harry. It could be Daisy. It could be anyone. But if they are God's inheritance and if God has entrusted you, whether you are operating in a small domain, your domain might be a classroom with five kids. Those five kids are given to you. And when you love them, and when you serve them, when you prepare your lessons, when you pray, and when you bathe your ministry in prayer, and walk into the classroom to pour as God's representative in that classroom, as you minister to them, you will realize the anointing that God has placed upon your life is activated, and you'll be shocked. you step back and say, hey, what happened? What happened? the anointing is activated because God is using you to touch this his inheritance oh don't belittle anybody in the house of God they are the inheritance of God they might not look like you they might not act like you they might not smell like you they might have a different culture but if they belong to him if God's seal of ownership is upon him upon them and God has entrusted them into your hands as you care for them as you tend them as you feed them as you lead them as you guide them as you protect them as you pray over them as you put a fence around them the anointing on you is activated. Praise God. We need to see if we want our anointing to grow, we have to be faithful where God has placed us. It could start in your family domain. Hey, I believe that everyone loves our spouses. We love our children. We love our sibling. Let me tell you, the Bible says, if you can't love your own, how are you going to portray the love of Jesus to others? So that's the domain that you start. But you don't want to remain in that domain. You need to move up. That's why you need to get plugged in to a church. That's why you need to plug in into a ministry. That's why you need to plug in into what God is calling you. You can't be selfish. You can't say, it's all my time. I'm going to do. No, the time don't belongs to you. The time is the one has given it to you it belongs to him he has given us a time and we want to use the time for ourselves yes nothing wrong but also to fulfill the mandate that God has placed so wherever God places you it could be a Sunday school class it could be an Awana class it could be uh, small groups it could be cell group wherever God has placed it I want to tell you when you do it not as a chore not as a ritual, but each setting you spend time with God and you walk in and you realize how God is going to use. 
and you're going to find that the classroom that you have, God will start expanding it, expanding it, because the anointing that is on you cannot be contained in that classroom. People will realize, hey, you belong in a larger domain. God's going to pull you into a larger domain. No wonder the seven people that was asked to serve on the table. Stephen, they looked at Stephen and said, it's good to serve on the table. It's good to be a waiter. Yes, he was good to be a waiter. But God's wisdom and the anointing upon him was so intense. Praise God. The domain opened for him. Praise God. The, 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 the boundaries that was set for him it collapsed by itself because God moved him from one setting to another setting and the Bible says the wisdom that flowed from him was so immense that it baffled the Jews it's the anointing upon him hallelujah they looked at Philip and said Philip is only good to wait on tables but there was a persecution God changed the domain God's going to change the domain for some of us hallelujah he's going to take you from where you have been placed because God's going to see that there is more in you because you've been faithful on the tables he's going to prepare a grander table for you thou prepare a table before me in front of my enemies Philip was moved into a place that no Nobody wants to go. Nobody wants to go to Samaria. But Philip is in Samaria. And God started doing extraordinary things through him. Whoo. Anointing. Praise God. It does what? It breaks the yoke. Praise God. What does it do? It breaks boundaries. Hallelujah. Boundaries that people have put. Boundaries that organization have put. Boundaries that you have put on yourself. It breaks them. And it releases you to a grander scale. So the two phase of anointing is how it affects us personally. And how it affects the people that God wants us to be. We are meant to network. We are connected to each other. And our networking, depending on the call that God places, will be small, will be large, would be medium-sized, would be worldwide. It could be whatever it is that God wants you to be. Let me tell you, God is called, that God is releasing that anointing upon our lives so that we will be affected. Praise the Lord. Oh, I wish I had more time, but we're going to conclude here. Praise God. Thank God. Listen, crave for this anointing. Crave for this anointing. As the Lord, Lord, anoint me with your Holy Spirit. Praise God. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit. Jesus was anointed by the Spirit. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. We're going we're gonna to follow up next week. God willing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit anointing is available for God's children. Hallelujah. And we want to yield ourselves to that anointing. Praise God. A moment. Eyes closed. We're going to pray. Do you yearn for an anointing? 
are you content happy and satisfied with your status quo or do you realize there is more to it hallelujah and that more to it is available through the anointing of the holy spirit would you pray lord anoint me use me for the task that you have called me for here i am waiting here i am waiting 